Welcome to the Start Me Up Podcast, part of the Demcast Network. I'm Kimberly Johnson, quarantined in D.C., but back at my house. Yay! I'm so excited. Just happy to be in front of my setup and not have to worry about Skype. Today, I'm going to be talking with Jody Hamilton. But before we get into that, a couple of different things. Number one, I am not doing the Amazon thing anymore because it's stupid and lame and I didn't make any money and it's just... It's not because of people not shopping. Some people were shopping on the Amazon link that I provided, but it's a long story. But the way they wanted me to do it, I can't. I can't fulfill the uh, requirements. It's like I said, it's a long story and it's boring. So just fuck the Amazon thing. So <laughs> what I am doing is I am going to now. Today is the first day that I'm doing, which I'm referring to as Kimberly's After Party, but I, I might come up with something different later. But that's just the show after the show. Jody and I have a nice conversation, and then after that, I have recorded a patrons-only show for the $5 tier. So that is happening today. And I'm going to be really quick with my intros now, just because all the personal stuff goes into the Kimberly's After Party <laughs> after the main show. I will say that, okay, I couldn't remember his name while I was on the show with Jody, but I will be talking to a young gentleman by the name of Drexel Hurd. He is, he talks about Black Lives Matter. He talks about young voters. He's a political analyst. I'm going to be talking to him on Wednesday, and then Steph and I are going to be doing a patrons-only show on Thursday. So, Start Me Up Podcast is independent. It's supported by listeners, and it's woman-run. I don't use corporate backers, or I don't use advertisers. It's the patrons who keep the show going. So I always like to say, if you enjoy today's show, please take a look at the About page, which is patreon.com slash startmeup. You can see some of the guests that I've talked with. Uh, mostly it's political people. Occasionally I do actors. But if you like the show, please consider becoming a patron. You can do it for any dollar any dollar amount. You can do it for $2. And then if you decide, hey, I want to I wanna go up to the $5 tier, you can always do that later. It's, it's no biggie. But just so you know, the way that this works is I do two free shows a week, Mondays and Wednesdays. And then after every free show, I am now recording a patrons only show that's included on the $5 tier. But it works like this. If you are signed up for, for $4 or less, then you're going to get one patrons-only show delivered to your email box. That's it. You'll get the two free shows and the one patrons-only show. If you sign up for the five or more dollar tier, then you're going to get the free shows delivered to your email box, plus you're going to get two patrons-only shows per month, plus the Kimberly's after party after every free show. Look at that. It's a bonanza. <laughs> now, I want to remind everybody, too, that I provide you with tiers. If you sign up on the $5 tier, you can change that to become a $15 tier or a $30 tier or whatever you want or $7.79 tier. You can make that tier anything you want. But I think I've created six of them. You can choose. You can become a patron for any dollar amount. Just visit patreon.com slash startmeup. And then the other thing that I want to make, clear is that some people like to do a one-time donation. Just go to the Patreon description of this show. You'll find my email address and that's what you can use on PayPal. And of course, you can find the Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. So you just go to iTunes. That's the app. Go straight to Apple Podcasts. Become a subscriber because it's for free. And while you're there, please rate the show and then give me a review if you like it. 
of course, if you like it. <laughs> and again, you don't have to write a whole big novel. A, a, a sentence or two is all you really need. But that's going to be it. That's my intro for the show. I'm going to try to keep the, these shorter as we move forward. So please now enjoy my conversation with Jody Hamilton. Welcome back to the show, Jody. Thank you, Kimberly. It's lovely to have be back here with you. Be best. I can be talk. best. Be best. Well, first of all, I am home and I am at my own <laughs> setup now. I was doing it was it wasn't terrible, but it was certainly not this setup. You know, it's just doing Skype, and right. it was. And then when I say like I'm not very technologically, uh, you know, adept, and so you know, Bob set this whole thing up when I was doing it at home. I went to save the like I recorded the conversation, but I mm -hmm. think it recorded on a video that oh. I wasn't taking. So then I would upload it and somebody figured it out. Whoever figured it out. I don't know how you figured it out, but you were right that <laughs> I, I saved a video, but whatever. So and then the other thing is, is like my mom's house. I mean, she has three floors and it's not a tiny little house, but it is there's like almost no privacy because, you know, you go upstairs and then it's open to the first, you know, everything is open. So like my mom that she has a litter box on the first floor and then she sleeps on the third floor. But when her kitty Simon goes into the litter box, she can hear it because it's like mm -hmm. the way the house is designed in the, because there's no fucking privacy. And so I don't even know how a family, I mean, it's like a four bedroom house. I don't know how a family, like I always, like whenever I go over there, I think how did, there must've been a family <laughs> and how did parents have sex? <laughs> because it's like so fucking you can hear everything. So anyway, but I'm just I'm you know, so like the other day, the last time I did a podcast, actually the two I did Bob's podcast and I did my own and I, f I felt like I had to talk like this. You know, it's like I just I because my mom was taking a nap and she was recuperating and everything. It's like, oh, my God. So I'm grateful to be back in my own spot in my chair with my desk and everything i'm just happy <laughs> <laughs> and you're feeling better because you said you weren't feeling yes good, oh so. my god i felt so i was getting worried because i it was saturday night and i was preparing a meal for me and my mom and oh my god i just the, the whole day i was kind of dragging i was i was feeling just tired i had gone grocery shopping for her and i had a, a low-grade headache throughout the day so as i started preparing dinner and then of course i went to the grocery store for her i wanted to get her like two weeks worth of food and and then first of all she wanted to go with me and i'm like why why do you want to go with me and she's like because you know i like what i like and i'm like well you can just be specific and if i can't find it i'll call you and, and I said, if you go to the store with me, we're going to take a longer time because she's moving, you know, you know moving right. slow. And, you know, the fucking COVID is spiking and it's unnecessary. So at least I convinced her to stay home. But then in my mind, I'm thinking I, I read somewhere where somebody was exposed to it on Friday afternoon and started getting symptoms on Friday night. So I'm thinking, oh, shit, and I'm getting a headache and I'm tired. I, I can't say that I had like flu aches, but I kind of felt achy. And I and then so, of course, it's like that panic, like, oh, shit, I've got covid and then my mom's going to get covid and one of us is going to die and it's going to be off. And I'm like, I'm like going and railing. And, and I knew I pretty much knew I didn't have it. I didn't have a fever. Mm -hmm. I didn't have the typical symptoms that they but it, but it's like I just didn't feel good. And, yeah. you know, and it's like and then I just got so angry because I just thought, geez, if Trump would have handled this. Like a, mm -hmm. like a decent human being, we wouldn't be experiencing this. It's not to say that the virus would be, 
you know, but look at New Zealand. Look at mm-hmm. Europe. Look at what they're mm-hmm. doing. We could have had this contained. And so anyway, I, yeah. So I am feeling better. Good. Yeah, because I had I had a sore throat for oh my god seven weeks. Oh my god. Um, and it, basically, I got my flu shot mm-hmm. on a f- on a Monday or something, and Wednesday, the Wednesday after, it, my throat started to hurt. So I figured, okay, that's the reaction to the mm-hmm. flu shot, right? But I had no fever, no body aches, just a, a pretty good sore throat. Wow. And the harshness of it went away and within about four or five days but it was kind of a lingering Hmm. mild sore throat and finally at three weeks i'm like i've never had a sore throat last this long in my life no fever nothing just this weird sore throat so i finally i just booked my own covid test Hmm. which was comical (laughs) because okay so the L.A. County is offering the the spit test. Basically, you mm-hmm. use a thing and you just you kind of just it's you have to cough up some spit and you use a thing and it's just Fine. in your mouth. It's not it's not in your nose. It's mm-hmm. in your mouth. But the CVS drive through is in your nose. But you do it yourself, huh. which I prefer because then somebody's not jamming it right. and pissing your brain like you're a frog, <laughs> you know, in science class. Um, so now I didn't bring Lonnie with me because I didn't think I would need to. But mm-hmm. so the guy, he's he's behind the thing, like, you know, the drive through thingy. And I'm sitting in my car and he checks me in because he had to make an appointment. And so and goes, OK, so what you do is this bag is in here, this bag. And then there's the vial that's here, but don't open it until you're ready to put the thing in there. And then you got to break the thing off. You got to stick it up in your nose for 15 seconds or 30 seconds each each side of your nose. Get it just about to the bridge of your nose. You know, you'll feel it. And you get 30 and I'll time you. And so he's t- and he says all of this in like 10 seconds. And I'm like, uh, huh? <laughs> and then when you're done, you do that. And don't don't let the the swab touch your hair or anything oh inside the car besides the inside of your nose. So okay, and you, and and the thing is like longer than like a hurricane straw. You know, like how big are people's noses and why does this has to have to be so long? So wow. I, I do this thing and I'm watching him and he's timing me. He goes okay, left nostril. So the right nostril didn't hurt as bad. So I stick it up in my left nostril, and then all of a sudden, ow. <laughs> so now there's an adrenaline rush because hmm. when you get pain, your heart right. starts to race. Yeah. And so I finish, and I pull it up. Now I'm tearing up. Now I have, I'm have i holding that in my left hand, and he goes, okay, now you have to break the thingy in half. And I'm like, where do I break it? You know, and he goes, it's about halfway up. I'm like, why? Do I right? <laughs> so I break it in half. Now I'm holding the thing that, that can't touch anything except the inside of my nose. Mm-hmm. So I can't put it down to take the cap off the little thing with the, the liquid in it that you have God. to put the swab into and cap it off. Oh, okay. So now I have to pop the cap off with one hand holding the other. Oh and now God. I'm shaking because I'm in pain and I'm nervous oh. now that I'm going to touch things. Right. right now. <laughs> oh I start laughing at this point. I'm looking at him going, I'm such an idiot. He goes, don't worry about it. You're, this is totally normal. So I get the, <laughs> I get the stupid cap off and now, and it's teeny tiny little thing. You know, it's like, it's like the opening of a soda can big. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So now I'm shaking and now I'm remembering, don't touch anything. Don't touch <laughs> anything. Right. So I, I, 
get it in there finally without spilling anything because don't spill the stuff because then we have to do this all over again right. so i finally get and then you put it in the bag with the st- and you have to make sure your name is right and everything. Mm-hmm. put it in the bag and then you put it in another bag and you rubber band it wow and then they give you a thing and then you put it in and it was like i was in hysterics i'm like if i have to do this again Lonnie will be the one putting the <laughs> specimen yeah, no in the doohickey because this is hilarious. Yeah. I mean, and it, and it came back negative within two days. Oh, that's but, good. But then I went to the dog. I did the test ahead of time because I was like, if it comes back, no matter how it comes back, I'm going to let my doctor know I took the test. Mm-hmm. So I called the doctor's office. I, I actually emailed her and I said, look, I've had a lingering sore throat for four weeks. She says, yeah, come in like today, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, you know, I, I had my negative COVID test, so they knew I was okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, she, you know, she did a strep test and I didn't have strep either. Hmm. And so she's like, okay, use a saline nasal spray and, you know, just take some zinc. And it took another two weeks, but it finally went away. Wow. Interesting. Um, so it was probably viral, yeah, it, but probably. it just wasn't COVID and it wasn't the flu. It was just, it was very strange. I've never had a sore throat linger. Yeah. That's a really long time. I mean, I've always had, yeah. I still have my tonsils. So right. Same here. Yeah. And when, I mean, I, I'm sure, you know, the first thing that hits you is your throat and it's, and, but you know, it's interesting because I used to be a smoker and I quit mm-hmm. in 2013 and then mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it's now been, it's going to be seven years this month. The Saturday before Thanksgiving is when I quit in, in 2013. And I've noticed that, I mean, it took a couple of years, but then I just knock on wood, I don't get sick. I used yeah. to get sick all the fucking time. And so, but I will say that in 2017, I think, yeah, it was, well, first of all, in 2017, Bob got, Bob who never gets sick, got something and he had a fever and and I think he had a sore throat I don't remember but he 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 had a fever Mm -hmm. and I always catch it you know like (laughs) I swear to god if I'm on the fucking phone with you and you're sick I'll catch it so um I I kept take I gave him zinc and I kept and he had a chest thing too and so I I took not, not zinc I gave him zinc and I gave him garlic odorless garlic mm-hmm. and i like i can't remember which kind it is but it's it's the gel cap and it's uh it's like in a green bottle with a white uh, i wish Label. i could remember who does it but it's like got a white ra- you know uh, wrapper around it mm-hmm. anyway um i when you know i did with him i never got sick and then i went to, i came to maryland to find a place for us to live stayed with my dad and my stepmom both had fevers at the same time oh, wow. and I just, I pounded the zinc and I, I mean like literally I would take four or five of the gel caps every three or four hours and I never got it. And so I've always, you know, I mean throughout the winter time I take, I always take my odorless garlic and especially, and so now I read this, I, I've talked about this on the show before, but I read a study like a legit one, maybe it was NIH or something like that, where odorless garlic, you know, consuming it or just garlic helped I, and I don't remember exactly what it was, but it either it like helped um, with pneumonia. So mm-hmm. having to do with your lungs. And I right. think, well, I don't know if it's going to help with COVID, but it's not going to hurt me. So right. and it's antiviral. It's antibacterial and antiviral. So I incorporate it every day. But I, I just I think what was happening, though, was I think I was just hormonal because I was, you know, I was staying with my mom. I think it was also uh the cats she has two cats and Mm. so I'm more allergic you know I'm like I used to I I wasn't allergic before and now I'm allergic to things and so I'm I noticed that you know plus she's got all these stairs 
So I was up and downstairs. And I think with the cats, it made it harder because as soon as I came home, that heaviness that I was feeling just dissipated. And so it makes me a little worried about. Could have been a, it could have been stress related. I think it's also that because, I mean, it was this combination of worrying about her seeing that COVID is spiking, right. you know, not and, 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 and this fucking MAGA march, which we'll talk about in a minute, um, <laughs> you know, and then and like just all the things, you know, and, and, and worrying about her. I mean, it was unfortunately she, I mean, I'm gr- I'm grateful that her hip is good, like her left hip is good, but her right hip now. Uh, it's gonna. She's gonna need an operation on that, but she can't get it done because of COVID. You know, she's just. I don't know. We might go back into phase one, just because it's spiking and you're not allowed to have elective surgery, and that's what it was for her. So right. she's just gonna have to get. Plus, you know, the the holidays are coming, and it's. Uh, yeah. So I think it was just a combination of everything. I think I was because I was like sweating a lot, and that's the other thing. Oh my fucking god, I am so used to being, like. I always have the window open and fans blowing. And I like when I was a smoker, my apartment, I always had three fans. So like two fans coming from the back of the apartment or actually maybe four. I had like two fans coming from the back of the apartment. One one in the living room blowing toward the window and one in the window blowing out. So yeah. like my my home never smelled unless I was actually smoking or I just finished smoking. But if I hadn't smoked for a few hours and someone knocked on my door, they wouldn't know I was a smoker because I yeah, was like, was like the windiest house. apartment in the world. And so yeah. but I love I love a, a, a crisp atmosphere. And it's like my mom has the heat on and she's older. So she and she's so thin and she gets cold. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like sweating my ass off going up and down. She's got these <laughs> steep stairs. It's fucking steep. I never saw such <laughs> steep stairs in my fucking life. And and uh, so, I mean, at least I got some workouts, you know, going up and down stairs because she lives th- three floors. So, you know, I was preparing every meal and doing all the chores and doing everything. So it's like I was getting a good workout. But, yeah, I think I was a little stressed. And I'm happy, yeah. though, that I, you know, I'm feeling much better now. And, good. you know, just. Uh, but, yeah. So, OK, first of all, I want to ask you getting into politics and I just kind of want to compare it to what I'm feeling. But I mean, ha- OK, we have the election mm-hmm. and Joe Biden wins. Mm-hmm. And now we're worrying about the Senate. But like, what's your like, how are you feeling overall general? I It's for me, like when when it was called that Saturday, two mm-hmm. Saturdays ago already, Um I was I normally listen to podcasts on the weekends <laughs> and I was like I can't because we still don't technically know so I was listening to MSNBC's radio broadcast hmm. and I believe it was um, Joe and Mika were on and <laughs> um, um, all, I'm walking in the, this part of the neighborhood that I walk where <laughs> these two neighbors one is a obviously he supports the Blue Lives Matter movement because he has one of those stupid flags and then his next door neighbor is a full on Biden supporter. So oh it's God. very interesting <laughs> dichotomy <laughs> in the neighborhood. I mean, most most of my neighborhood, most of my neighbors, I would say at least 80 percent of the people that I live near within a couple of miles. It's Biden. Yeah. I mean, you know, even without signs, you just kind of know. Right. And I'm, so I'm walking and all of a sudden the the MSNBC news music comes <laughs> across and you hear, I hear Joe say, and they've Pennsylvania's called it. He is officially. And I was like, I screamed. I was like, <laughs> yes! you know, I'm all by myself, you know, 
And and even my Biden guys, he was inside, I'm sure, watching television. Mm -hmm. And as I walk up to the corner, this woman who I see on occasion, she's walking her dog. And I could tell she wasn't wearing headphones or listening to anything. And I looked at her and said, they called it for Biden. <laughs> and she went, they did? And I went, yes. And then I look up, I look up and there's a rainbow over. Oh, wow. You know, and I'm like, and, and there's a rainbow. Of and, course. Uh, of course. <laughs> and so... I keep walking and, and I run into this English guy that I see and he's got this cute little terrier dog and just adorable. And I go, they called it for Biden. He goes, thank God I don't have to move back to England. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, you know, I start texting Lonnie, text yay. And then, yeah. um, uh, then I get a text from him going, okay, so Kim and Eric are next door neighbors and it's Kim's birthday today. Happy birthday, Kim. Um, <laughs> Uh, he, Kim texts him going, we're all having champagne at 930 in the driveway. <laughs> and Lonnie goes, get home. I'm like, on my way, picking up champagne, right? You know? And, and then I called my mom and she goes, wait, what? It's called? And I said, she goes, she's like, I just turned on the television. I'm like, they called it. She goes, thank God, you know? And, um, I start texting bunches of friends of mine and, and inviting people over and just going, the yard is full. We can just have people <laughs> over, you know. But, I mean, 9.30 a.m., it was our next-door neighbors. That's their so children funny. had some apple cider. And then the neighbors across the street, we all were kind of, you know, socially. My niece was just waking up, so she came out from our pool house. And we all just kind of just hung out for a good hour or so, just, mm -hmm. like, relieved. And... Um, and just the relief was what it was because yeah. Eric Kim's husband he actually writes for Jimmy Kimmel, hmm. um, so this is his job to make fun <laughs> of politics. Um, so he was hilarious. He yeah, he had whiskey out. He was like a little too strong for nine o'clock. I'm like no, <laughs> not today, um, not today. And I mean everybody was just so like, <sighs> mm -hmm. and then the baby decides mm -hmm. that he doesn't like this and we are coddling a 74 year old yep. adult human yes as if he were a two-year-old throwing a freaking tantrum yeah, and exactly. i'm like uh, okay i know he's got the nuclear codes let's give him the wrong ones yes and then if we're concerned about him giving up secrets which a lot of us are mm -hmm. for money we do what any cop does what anybody does to find out if somebody's doing something wrong if you want to catch somebody doing something they shouldn't be doing, you can feed. Like, if you hire, I want to hire a hitman. Well, that's the cop that you're talking to. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. Hi, FBI guy. Would you like to kill my husband? Why, yes, I would. It'll be $20,000, you know. So you, you set that person up to make sure either to prove that they are doing it or prove that they aren't. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and everybody is right now concerned about Deutsche Bank calling its loan. And he can go to Saudi Arabia, mm -hmm. he can go to the UAE, he can go to all these, Russia, wherever, to buy that loan off of Deutsche Bank. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then his debts are paid, um, especially the ones that are personally guaranteed versus his businesses. And so if he is going to, if this is something we are afraid of, if I were the CIA, NSA, DIA, <laughs> all, of those, all of those branches of secrecy, mm -hmm. I would feed him wrong information yeah. and see what happens. And then yeah. if it does get sold, yeah. he's arrested for treason. Right, 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 right. Because yeah. that's treason. That's, that's blatant treason if he sells our secrets. Yeah. Wow. God. Well, you know, I mean, I feel the same way. You, you know, the relief thing. And on Saturday when it was called, it was like, thank God, because... Boy, watching it watching it on Friday was I know. I mean, I'm sorry, on uh Tuesday oh, yeah. was crazy. Mm -hmm. I, you know, it was like 
when when 2016 happened, I wasn't overly confident with Hillary, but I was confident. Right. I thought, okay, she's going to win, and I was excited about the breaking of the glass ceiling. And right. you know, I, I remember so very well, you know, getting out of my shower, preparing, you know, dinner, and 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 just thinking, all right, all right. And I knew that they would call the red states first, which right. which was kind of not the red mirage, but it was kind of the idea of a red mirage. And so, but then. <laughs> It just kept getting worse. Yeah, it was like Wisconsin went. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, like my stomach started hurting. So we all had this this um, kind of PTSD from 2016, and I'm watching, and and then we're seeing that I can't remember what it was. I can't remember, but there was a there was a Senate seat, a red, uh, a blue Senate seat that flipped to red. That would be Alabama. Okay. And and then I'm like, what? And then okay, we had immediately after that. Then there was another flip. Which mm-hmm. canceled cancels each other out, Colorado. A- and then see you're such a good memory. I was just kind <laughs> of I was just in pan like I was not panicking, but I was freaking out, and I was thinking, oh my god. So every time they would have the music, my mm-hmm. stomach would just sink. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, and, and you know, it's like please not for Trump, and it's too early to call, and it's what's his name, mm-hmm. you know. I, I can't remember. Steve Kornacki? No, 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 no. The Brian Williams. Brian Williams. It's like too early to call, and I'm just like, <laughs> oh my god, and and you know, thinking, what the fuck, what the fuck, and and so I remember going to bed that night, and they called Fox called Arizona. Right. So I felt a little better because I was like, I was messaging Bob, and I'm thinking, what the fuck, what the fuck, and he's like, no, you know, the, the Arizona, they just called Arizona. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good, and. And I just was doom. I was like, like doom. <laughs> and so then I had to do a show with Bob the next day and I was doom. And, you know, obviously then, but, but the thing is, okay, so we, we have the, we have Biden wins by, mm-hmm. you know, 306, which was so funny. I mean, mm-hmm. is that weird or what? So now I'm like, but you're, it's like, you're right. It's like the baby is doing so much damage. Mm-hmm. He's he's doing so much damage and there are all these fucking idiots and of course you listen to them because that's all we're hearing from we're not hearing from people who voted for biden we're only hearing from the disgruntled people who voted for trump like we heard from when they won the last time and that's my question to the stupid press um nobody talked to hillary voters in 2016 about being upset when she won by three million votes yeah but they want to talk to people that have lost now by six, seven million votes mm-hmm. to the point where Joe Biden now is the second mm-hmm. president to get the highest percentage of votes mm-hmm. in the. I mean, it was Roosevelt unseating Hoover. He got 56 percent of the vote in 32. Joe Biden now has 51 percent and then Ronald Reagan at 50.8, who was given a, quote, mandate, unquote, mm-hmm. at 50.8 percent of the vote. Right. The only times were bigger were. <laughs> Roosevelt's second election where he got like 67% of the electorate which was insane. Wow, that's big. And I looked it up the other day I'm like which and it was just in 32 is the only time where it was unseating an incumbent. And then he got 67% the, his second uh, election. His third was back down to like 58% and his fourth election was around 55 56%. So obviously FDR was super popular. Mm-hmm. But Biden's coming up on 80 million mm-hmm. votes yeah talk to us <laughs> i if know anybody needs deference <laughs> it's us yes. i'm sorry you know and and somebody pointed out today about the math at, mm-hmm. yes a lot of us voted thank you <laughs> but not all of the people that can vote it's like 200 million people of us or more can vote i think it's 215 or 220 million of us are eligible to vote 
170 million or whatever 60 million did yay mm-hmm. but there's still another 60 million or so that right. didn't vote mm-hmm. therefore the 70 million votes that motherfucker got mm-hmm. um isn't 50% of the electorate by right. any stretch of the imagination? No, no it isn't. It, at best, it's the 30% that love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and then what he's doing, like, the, the fears that I have are, first of all, his, he, he keeps, like today, he said, I won the election. No, he didn't. And, and I won an Oscar. What? <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I'm a leprechaun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, but the but it's like, he says that, and then the idiots who are being interviewed are echoing it, and they truly believe it. I mean, here we were. I, you know, I don't know. I can't remember right after Hillary won. I don't. I know everybody was upset, but it. it I can only speak for myself. I, I mean, I remember she was talking about in the debates that Russia was attacking our election, but it wasn't hitting home to the degree of how much damage they were doing and and what they actually accomplished. I understood that they were doing it, but you know, that's normal, right? We we're going to expect a certain amount of attempt to interfere or something like that. So I don't remember when it was, but it was, it, you know, it was, at the point, maybe sometime in January, maybe sometime in February, we kind of figured it out. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, they had something to do with it, and it affected the outcome of this election. So initially, I don't remember us disputing no. the win. I just no, remember didn't. feeling really sucker punched. Well, we were, we were all upset, and I have been since the fourth grade, about the Electoral College. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so that pissed me off when I first learned about it. I'm like, I don't get it. Um, makes no sense. Yeah. Um, my little nine-year-old brain was going, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my teacher was like, no, but that's the lie. I don't care. Stupid. It's stupid. Stupid. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that was, you know, especially because we all that are of a certain age remember 2000 in this oh, rat yeah. fuckery, you know, yeah. and it's like, wait a minute, hold the phone. This is twice in 16 years. Yes. Uh, it's four times in our history and twice in just the last 16 years. That's fucked up, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Even the Washington Post called for uh, the Electoral College to be abolished, mm-hmm. which I, I'm i with ranked choice voting, so... Yeah, me too. And that's a whole other bag of, of things that would have to... I mean, I have a, my... Two of my nephews live in Idaho, and they're like, no, but it's not fair that... that I don't know, people vote? It's like... <laughs> like with Reagan, when he won the 50.8% of the vote... Mm-hmm. People were not so much in the cities as they are now. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, cities were populated, but people were kind of still living in the middle of the country and, and yeah. doing their thing. By, but more people now live outside mm-hmm. of the middle of the country than they did 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. So the fact of the matter is when they do those maps, it's like land doesn't fucking vote, people. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, people vote. So when I see, hear my nephews go, it's not fair. I'm like, I'm sorry, m- minority fucking rule doesn't f- isn't fair. No. Wyoming has as much of a choice in the Senate as California. Right, thank you very wrong. much. Yeah, totally wrong. You know, and and I understand why it was done that way, but at least with the presidential vote, it's the only one, and it affects all of us. Mm-hmm. And and granted, I love not living in a swing state. Oh um, my God, I know. I do love not living in one. But California used to matter in elections. Mm-hmm. It doesn't anymore. Why do you say that? Because the last two Republicans that well, were elected. Well, that's true. That's true. That's I true. mean, we our 54 electoral votes don't fucking matter. Yeah. 
Right. You know, I well, mean, they just the f- yeah. don't. I mean, I don't know if we're going to, you know, to, in order to get the uh, electoral college abolished, I think that it would have to be, you know, no, I know it would have to be a constitutional amendment. I don't know. Or the interstate pact that's going on. What's that? Um, okay, so um, I believe right now the number of states that have signed on to it equal, God, I think it's 194 electoral votes. Mm-hmm. Basically, California signed on, Colorado signed on, Hawaii signed on. It's basically your Democratic states. Mm-hmm. And what what they've agreed to is once enough states sign on to this pact that equal 270, or if we get lucky, it's 272, or, you know, mm-hmm. Puerto Rico and D.C. gets some right, statehood. Yeah. But whatever it becomes, say right now it's at 270, but once that number of states that equal 270 electoral college votes agree, then whoever wins the national vote gets their electors. Oh, wow. Interesting. So that that way the national vote will matter, mm-hmm. that, that those 270 electors have agreed mm-hmm. that no matter who their state necessarily voted for, mm-hmm. if the national vote says no, X won, not wow, Y, then they throw their votes that way because the states do control how their electors vote, which is why everybody was freaking out a week or so ago about legislatures going, oh, we're going to throw faithless mm-hmm. electors out. First off, the Supreme Court already ruled no. Mm-hmm. No, you can have one or two people as long as it doesn't affect. And then that those electors don't count. Washington state had that issue in 2016, which Mm -hmm. is why there was a lawsuit. Um, So the Supreme Court unanimously said, no, 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 no. The states control their faithless electors don't have to. Their votes won't count. Mm -hmm. It's up to the state. And if the law is the popular vote of that state, that's where the electors go. That's the state's law. They Mm -hmm. can always they can change the law. Mm But depending on now with Pennsylvania in particular, because I looked all this shit up (laughs) Uh, (laughs) because they have a Republican legislature, but it's the governor and the secretary of state that certify, not the legislature. Hmm. So if the legislature did say, oh, we're going to change the law, the governor would have to sign it into law. And unless they have a veto proof legislature, it wouldn't happen in Pennsylvania. So right there, we're safe. (laughs) Wow. Um, and, and again, even Kemp is not going to do that. You know, it's, there are certain people, these people want to be elected again. Mm -hmm. So any state legislature that say has a democratic governor looking at you, Wisconsin, um, (laughs) they want to be reelected. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine saying, oh no, sorry, Wisconsin, even though you voted overwhelmingly for Joe Biden, Mm -hmm. we're going to not vote for him. But by your lives, right? Exactly. You know, yeah. you will never get elected. Yeah. You know, and the GOP would lose it in in all of these mm. kind of purpley <laughs> states, and yeah. they're not stupid people. These right. people have ambition, and yeah. and and they're they're not as stupid as say that one woman in D.C. who doesn't <laughs> like the fact that CrossFit isn't open when it actually is open down the street and has a weird SWAT person taking her around everywhere. So then there's that person who just, oh my God, who is that and why? Oh was my she God, I know. And Tuberville and, and Alabama, who took over for mm. Doug Jones, oh God, yes. who thinks the three branches of government are the House, the Senate, and the executive, and I want to kill him for that. <laughs> Dude, stick to football. <laughs> um, oh, my. Well, you know, uh, okay, <laughs> so much. But, yes, I mean, that sounds good to me. And uh, But I fear, like, you know, going back to – Trump and what he's doing, mm-hmm. I feel like he's, you know, I mean, we had that, oh my God, you you saw that video of the initiation 
Mm-mm. Oh my God. It, it was so dumb. It was the Proud Boys initiation during the MAGA march. And it was just a group of these fucking idiots. And one of them screamed that he was a male chauvinist and proud of it. And then there was the dude getting initiated. And I don't remember. They made him chant. They made him, you know, they'd ask a question and then he would answer it. And like, it was thank you, sir. May I have another? Basically, and hit him on the head that's, with a that's the basic paddle? deal. Except, oh except for when it came time to actually do the, you know, the violent portion, they did all these little baby punches. They were just baby punches. And I don't know why, but he starts randomly screaming out names of cereal. <laughs> Frosted flakes. And ch- I mean, it was like, what? And, and you know, they were baby punching him. Not that oh I believe god. in these stupid fucking initiations that oh, I just, so think, oh my god. Initiations are so lame. But this was, this was the lamest of lame initiations that I've ever fucking seen. That's funny. It was, it was so sad. It's so sad. You know, I mean, I was, I did a, uh, I think I did it right before a, a, a tweet about toxic masculinity. Just, mm-hmm. just saying that, because a lot of times when I write about it, men get very upset. Not right. all men. We know that. But, you know, they're like, oh, what are you talking about? And it's like masculinity is not toxic. But what is toxic is this bullshit narrative that men can't, you know, show their feelings or they have to drink beer or be violent or be racist or homophobes or whatever. And and that's what really defines you as a man. And and that's what. And so it's like, here are these fucking idiots. And I don't know why they think this is masculine to faux beat each other up with the I mean, and I'm talking baby punches. They were right. just these like little real fast <laughs> punches, and it was just like, oh my god, you guys are such fucking idiots, and you know, but and and I'm hoping, you know, Bob, I was talking about it last night, and Bob said, well, I think this is going to be the their their one big show, you know, mm. the the whites, just proud boys, white supremacists, whatever. I don't know. I hope so. I mean, it was it was a march, and it was supposedly you know twenty thousand people, and I'm sure that's counting the counter protesters, so it wasn't a million people as the Not press, even sec- close. yeah, pr- press sec- secretary would have us believe but um (laughs) people were calling her sean spicer (laughs) (laughs) but it's just like i don't know there's there's part of me that i'm so relieved joe biden is president and i know Mm -hmm. that things are going to be different and better when he's sworn in but there is this faction of our country it's trumpism so trump is gone or Mm -hmm. will but he won't be gone because the press is still going to fucking follow his every move they're they're going to they're, I, and I fear that they're going to have people like Kelly and Conway to comment on the Biden administration. And I really feel I, I don't know that MSNBC will do that, but I can totally see CNN doing that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I feel like that's going to be so. It's damaging. Mm-hmm. We're going to continue to damage. And it's so, so, yeah, the people made this this decision in big, huge numbers. But at the same time, I think we're we're stuck with a press that is reliant on that 24-7 kind of mentality where they, where they feel they have to put out the most, you know, clickbaity, just like we were saying, where's all the, where are the people being interviewed? Where are the Biden people? Mm-hmm. They're not. They're only interviewing Trump people because, oh, my God, look what the racist said. And, and, and whether or not that's their intention, that's exactly what they're doing. And they're giving mm-hmm. them all this, this air. Mm-hmm. And, and I do think, you know, I mean, I'm seeing people say that we should ignore trump well until he's out of office we can't no and not only that i think that like regular people on twitter who are not you know the the journalists or the you know especially 
you know, MSNBC or Washington Post, New York Times, mm-hmm. they have to. He's the fucking right. president. Right. And he has a following. He has a cult following. And they... I don't think we can ignore them, but I think that I think that the average person who's just, you know, got a regular job, they're not involved in any political job or anything like that. I think that's fine and dandy for them to ignore him Mm -hmm. because he should get that oxygen cut off. But as long as he has power, you know, and and he is able to influence, which I think he's still going to be able to do outside of this position, he won't have the same kind of power. He won't have presidential power, but he'll have the power of being a cult leader. And right. so I think that it's going, you know, I mean, I don't think that they should be ignored, but I think that what, what need, uh, him, his enablers and his supporters, but I think it just, it needs a different framing. You know I mean? Soledad O'Brien is so great at, at, is. at calling everybody out on the way they frame it. And, it, you know, I know Alyssa was, Alyssa Milano was calling for people to not retweet, you know, the, the magas and things like that. I don't care. It, it, it's. I think it's good to know what's going on, but it's got to be framed that these people are like fucking Nazis. I mean, you, they don't have to word use the word Nazis, but they are white supremacists. They are, you know, uh, racist, misogynist, whatever it is, bigoted. They were walking around in the rally with Confederate flags. Mm-hmm. So it can't. You can't have the both sides bullshit. Oh well, the right does it and the left does it. No, it's different. No. Different reasons. And these people dressed up in the God, the outfits that they were wearing. Mm-hmm. You know that one guy. There was this one guy w- was going around on the internet who basically was wearing a pair of shorts that had Trump's face displayed across his crotch. Ew. And then he had some MAGA fucking mask on. And I'm, I guarantee you, he, he complains about wearing masks when he has oh, to go I to the grocery store, it, but yeah. he'll wear a stupid <coughs> MAGA mask. You know, and, and I feel like, I don't know, I'm not sure where this country is going. And, you know, there's this, there's this part of me that thinks, oh, well, we can just move to Canada. But it's happening in Canada, too. The white supremacy thing is happening in Canada, too. And I feel like I don't I hope that the Biden administration and the DOJ will be able to put it back to where it used to be. Like Mm -hmm. they're never going to go away. Right. But they should never feel like they can go out on the streets and be emboldened and just scream that I'm a male chauvinist and be proud of it. Yeah, it's it's. I don't. I think I've told you about this. This family that I know, um, the the parents, uh, white dad, black mom, uh, mixed race children, and then the mom. Her her uh, her mother is white and her dad is black. Mm-hmm. And the daughter that I'm closer to um, is a Black Lives Matter supporter. She's I love her. She's in her twenties. She's fantastic. But her parents both voted for Trump, including her black mother. Oh my God, why? Don't know. <laughs> she cannot get through to her mother. And literally when when the it was announced that Joe Biden won, my friend posted, you know, congratulations America, we did the right thing, da 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 and her mother posted he cheated. Oh my God. And so she had posted it on her page on on Facebook, and I actually said to her, I said, really, um, if the Democrats cheated, we are really bad because we lost seats in the House. <laughs> Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham both still have their seats in mm-hmm. the Senate, so we suck at this. <laughs> um, and she deleted my comment. Wow. And so then when she said they cheated, 
then I posted it on her daughter's thing, and all of her daughter's friends were like, good, that's a good point, excellent point. And, I said, <laughs> and then at the very end of it, I said, I hope you've enjoyed my TED Talk. Um, because it's like, and she just can't, and I keep, I, I, you know, I direct message her on occasion going, are you okay? Mm-hmm. She goes, I don't know how to get to, through to my mother. Wow. And her, what's, fa- what's fantastic is <laughs> the grandma, the white grandmother, is completely disagreeing with her own daughter. Wow. She and the granddaughter are like on the same page. Yeah. But the, it's I don't know if it's self hatred. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I because don't I mean, know what it is. It makes. I mean, of all. I mean, I know that there is a black vote, and mainly men, and not so much black women. Mm-hmm. But what I don't understand. I, know. I it just it makes no sense to me, and I can't get my brain around it. I know. You know, and and I, it's just like, because because they go to church, you know, they're churchgoers. Mm-hmm. So the daughter every now and then goes, "Really? How Christian is he?" I know, really, exactly. You know, it's so funny. What you just said that you don't understand it got me like splashed on the cover of every right wing mag in twenty or magazine. Well, I mean online, but mm-hmm. I was on the cover of Fox News, and I was on. Like everybody, the Blaze, Breitbart, even Daily Stormer, which is a fucking wow. Nazi site, uh, they all covered me because I said that I didn't understand why I, I had seen. I you know I was out. It was like awful. Those days were awful when I was I was getting attacked. It was just so fucking bad. Somebody even called my cell phone and they oh, were wow. they were chewing me out. And basically, I just said that I didn't understand how I saw this affluent black man. Mm-hmm. driving i think it was like a mercedes and he had a tea party bumper sticker on his car and he had an nra and you know i didn't i when i got shit for it because i said you know out on the road today i saw an affluent black man with a tea party bumper sticker and an nra and i just wrote i'm confused that's all mm-hmm. i wrote mm-hmm. I, I didn't i didn't tell anybody how to vote of course they they put words in my mouth and said i would well, yeah. that i was trying to do that but, you know, and it's, it's not that I, I totally understand how black people can be conservative, especially sure. a lot of black people are Catholics or Christians and they're religious. And and so I get it. And I also understand why black people would want to be gun owners. I mean, I understand why white people would. I understand it. I'm not necessarily of that. You know, I don't I'm not a gun person. Right. But I, I just feel like I get it. I, I don't mm-hmm. question that. I wasn't questioning their desire to own guns it was just like really the nra and of course Mm -hmm. we find out now that the nra has been screwing over all of the you know their own people Mm -hmm. but i just you know and then i and it was just just for saying i didn't understand i just said i'm confused Mm -hmm. oh my god that and i was so grateful because of course i was made out to be a racist but it was only from the right and nobody from the left i mean people there were black people from the left defending what i said on twitter and mm-hmm. I was so fucking thankful for them mm-hmm. because it was like most people didn't want to touch it because it's race. When you talk about race and, y- you know, and you question why someone might do something, you open yourself up to just abuse from the people on the Internet who want to scold you and scream at you. And, you know, I mean, fucking Glenn Beck was coming at me and I was <laughs> asked and I just I just shut down like I didn't I didn't even acknowledge anymore. Anytime I saw anybody tweeting at me. I just ignored them. And mm-hmm. thankfully it took about three days. <laughs> it was like fucking <laughs> relentless. And um, I mean, I can look back now and laugh, but it, it, it made me feel sick because they were yeah. painting me as a racist. And it's like, no, I don't understand why a white woman would vote for Trump. Right. And, and uh, one of my, uh, my next door neighbors that 
lived there before my current ones, there, the sister-in-law, I saw her about three or four days ago and we were chatting. She goes, you know, I shouldn't have made an assumption, but the, her landscaper was over and she goes, aren't you glad that Biden is president? He goes, no, I voted for wow. Trump and he's, he's Latino mm -hmm. and she's, she's, she was, she stepped back a little mm -hmm. bit and then she asked, she goes, well, may I ask why you voted for Trump? You know, very mm -hmm. kindly. And he said, I'm pro-life. <sighs> And I'm thinking 250,000 dead yeah, humans. Right. right. And you're pro life? Yeah. You know, there, a lot of them were women that mm -hmm. were able to have children mm -hmm. that might yeah, have wanted exactly. children. Um, that's not pro life. You know, we've got 11 million people. We went from 9 million at the beginning of this month to 11 million yesterday. Oh, my God. We've got 2 million more cases in a couple of weeks, mm -hmm. and, and it's just going to get worse. Um, yeah, there's no, I mean, the whole pro-life answer is ridiculous. It's, it's just a ridic it's a ridiculous. I mean, it's like people, it, they just want to believe it, so they believe it. Right. And, and uh, it's so frustrating. And I just don't, I just don't, I will never understand. And especially fucking Trump's support with white women grew this time because more people voted for him. Okay, 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 hold on. Yes, more people voted for him, but they probably would have voted for him last time. They just didn't. Right, um, right, and, that's true. And with, as far as exit polling is concerned, it's going to skew Republican right now because more people voted in person that were Republican. Mm -hmm. So well, that's exit true. polling that is, is going to skew weirdly this year because more people voted by mail mm -hmm. than voted in person, really, because mm -hmm. we had 100 million people that yeah, had voted by mail. So those people weren't interviewed. Mm-hmm. That's um, true. Yes, That's they had true. an idea that X amount of Democratic, you know, things were returned, right. but that was that would depended on the state. Like South Carolina just did it by race. Yeah. Um, you know, it all depended on how the state reported their mm -hmm. their ballots being returned. So um, we really don't know that per that percentage of of women didn't stay the same. That's true. That's true. Um, but it, the, but the fact that there is this group. It is. Of it's women disgusting. That I don't get will, it. You know, and it's like they hold off the patriarchy. And I just and the reason why is because it serves them. Mm -hmm. it, it, it serves. It's you know, very like, schlafly. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, it's like I, I, I watch that Real Housewives of Orange County and I feel like those women are the perfect representation of mm -hmm. women who especially white women who mm -hmm. hold up the patriarchy. Although it's interesting because I watched the Potomac. Uh, Real Housewives of the Potomac while I was at my mother's house and the the I would say I don't I only watched one show and most of the women on that show are black mm -hmm. and I didn't realize I mean Potomac isn't very far from me I didn't really realize it was a very affluent neighborhood but it's a very or area it's very affluent mm -hmm. and so I think it's primarily white but they're focusing on a group of black women and so I watched one episode and I thought they're just like the white women in holding up the patriarchy Mm -hmm. They do the same, it's the same shit. So it's just a human thing where when you benefit, the greed and the selfishness takes over and you just look the other way or you don't care what's happening to other people. Even if you've come from like, there's this one woman on the Real Housewives of Orange County. She came from nothing. Mm -hmm. She grew up in a trailer and oh, wow. she was even talking about how when she was younger, her mother used to take them to Walmart and they dig through the trash for meat 
that oh, had been, sad. you know, recently expired. And oh. now she, and then she wound up marrying a very wealthy man and now they're getting a divorce and I know she's going to get a huge settlement. And it's like, I have no problem with that. It doesn't bother me, but it's like, it, but now she's running with that group right. who like, like this one woman was asked and she, I don't know what she, she's, she, I think she's a Latina woman. I don't really know. I can't even remember her name, but um, she was asked if she would ever date a black man and she's like, oh, no. And, and, and she just had this like, really disgusting attitude toward black people. They got it on camera. And, you know, I mean, I feel like, and, and, and the only reason I watch that show, I mean, yes, there's a certain amount of, um, of, you know, like soap opera mm-hmm. to it, but there's, for me, it's like a sociological kind of experiment that you're watching, not experiment, but just documenting the privileged, Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, there's a certain privilege that comes from the Beverly Hills crowd and there's mm-hmm. a certain privilege that comes from, you know, the New Jersey crowd. They're, they all have their privileges. But but and it's disgusting because you can just see that the money affects them in such a way that they really do just shut off to the rest of the world. and They don't give a shit if anybody yeah. is. And I mean, it's just it's so sickening to me. It is. It's funny because, I mean, the first two homes I lived in as a child were both in Beverly Hills. And because my parents came from nothing and they did very well for themselves. Mm-hmm. So they, they got the first house that I lived in um, just on Doheny Road. And then the second place, my dad, it was his dream home. He got it built. Mm-hmm. And it took s- six years. Wow. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It was three years to build it. He bought it and then it was three years to get the ho- home built. Beautiful. You know, great mm-hmm. view. Really huge, ginormous, stupid big house. <laughs> and um, I mean, really stupid. But it's funny when I... Like when Lonnie and I went to um, the Golden Globes a few years ago because my, the Carol Burnett Award was being mm-hmm. given to to my mom because she's named after it. Um, <laughs> it's really good award to get when that's your name. Um, no, really. <laughs> thank God they named it that. Um, but anyway, it was the first award that they were doing in her honor, and so she, we were there. And so we stayed at the Hilton. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, excuse me, we stayed down the street at the Waldorf. And <laughs> Uh, so we're staying at this, you know, very shishi hotel. And so Lonnie's like, well, let's go walk, you know, down Wilshire and go to Rodeo. And I'm like, ugh. Because <laughs> it's just like, I know. I, ju- I mean, it's a beautiful, it's be- Rodeo Drive is yes, a beautiful, beautiful street, mm-hmm. you know, and very pretty people. Mm-hmm. But it's just so, I just, there's something oppressive about that city. Yes. And it's just like, and, it, and it's beautiful. I mean, beautiful homes. Yes. You know, I, I had friends that lived there. You mm-hmm. know? I did not go to Beverly High. I went to different schools, but, and I had friends that went to Beverly and friends that went to Hawthorne. Those mm-hmm. are the two public schools in the city. And, um, I mean, it's a great, beautiful city, but there's something about the adults more, not Mm -hmm. some of the children, but in general, it's the adults where there's just this snobbery Mm -hmm. that that my parents don't, my dad didn't have, my mother doesn't have, and it could be because they both grew up poor, Mm -hmm. um, and they earned Mm -hmm. what they were given, and they taught that to us, that this is not... You're not, yes, we're going to help you. I did not have to, you know, take out student loans to go to college. Mm -hmm. I was very lucky, and I appreciate that, you know. And because of my father and his success, I was able to buy my house that I live in after he passed away. Mm -hmm. I was able to buy my house. Um, That Because of the down payment, I was, you know, thank you, Dad, you know. But, and yes, I'm a very privileged human being, but there's something about certain people Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. that grow up in that, 
place where there's just this air of superiority. Oh yeah. And and we were out. Lonnie and I were out one night years ago um, at this bar in Beverly Hills. Some friends of ours wanted to hang out, and they're young, younger than we are. I'm like, you sure you want to go? It's going to be like $47,000 to park. (laughs) You know, and God. And he's like, let's go, let's go. I'm like, fine. You know, and and we walk in and like I ordered a glass of wine and it was like $17. Yes, it's ridiculous. And I'm all, seriously? It's it's your well wine. It's not even (laughs) top shelf. It's like your house wine, you know? I mean, their house wine might have been Santa Margarita, but Mm -hmm. still, it's a $30 bottle and one mm-hmm. glass is 17 bucks, please. You know, and this was the first time I ever paid more than like $8 for a yeah. glass of wine. I mean, it was a nice pour, but still. Um, <laughs> and it was just like everybody, it's, there's this look. It's mm-hmm. just, I mean, the last high school I went to, because I went to four, the last high school I went to, I had my little Honda mm-hmm. that, that I didn't have to buy. My parents bought me this car. Mm-hmm. So I'm driving to school the first day, you know, a senior in high school, go to the senior parking lot and I had the cheapest car, and it mm-hmm. was a brand new car. Wow. Um, but it was, you know, it was Mercedes mm-hmm. and and BMWs. It's disgusting, and, you know. And, and and somebody I had gone to grade school with was a junior at the time, and so she had a an automatic Porsche, and because <laughs> wow. um, that's smart. Um, and I'm just thinking. This is just wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, my friend Craig had the cheapest car next to mine, and his was an old 2002 Beamer. Wow. And it's just like, why are we buying our children? I know these, you know, forty thousand dollar cars no, in nineteen eighty three. Bad, 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 bad. You know, it's it's just like no, no. Buy uh, the Honda was a brand new car. It mm-hmm. was like a fifteen thousand dollar car. Mm-hmm. You know, but I was the cheap one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I just I had a friend when I wa- we moved to. Southern California in 77, and I lived in Brentwood. And I mean, I lived in a nice... I love Brentwood. It's pretty. I know. <laughs> I really love Brentwood. It's very it's nice. nice. But um, it's... The, we lived in the apartment uh-huh. section of Brentwood. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I'm in, and a lot of my friends lived in the houses. Mm-hmm. So I had this one friend, Natalie, who I spent most of my time with. And she... I mean, I, I know her parents worked for Sasson, or however you're supposed to say it, Sassoon Jeans. <laughs> And they actually gave me a pair, and, and I, but their their house was insane. I mean, it wasn't like a mansion, mm-hmm. but it was. I probably had six or seven bathrooms, mm-hmm. and it was just incredibly gorgeous. And and I remember, I but it was funny because I would go to her house and I enjoyed it, and I, I never felt intimidated. I and of course she was my friend, so I. I just was with my friend and I was nine right. and I wasn't thinking of much of anything, but then it was, you know, I also, and so I lived in an apartment and we had a roommate and mm-hmm. the woman that we lived with had just gotten a divorce. So she had really nice at the time. I thought it was very nice furniture. So I kind of felt privileged. I felt mm-hmm. like, wow, we really live in a pretty place. And, but then I had this other friend who lived in a motel oh, wow. and her parents had fucking nothing. Right. And so I was kind of caught between these two worlds where I had yeah. one friend who had nothing and one friend who had everything. And then I was just kind of in between. And, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I recognized the differences of what it was like to be, you know, I, of course, my mom and I were never wealthy, but I always I always hung out with, you know, I had varied friends. Some of them had right. money. Some of them didn't. And, and you know, and I and I, w- I watch these shows. I watch these housewife shows and I feel like 
if I had a billion dollars, I would not act like these people. Yeah, it's just it's it's the weirdest thing. Like uh, like some friends of ours that that I met when I was in. Uh, we met at thir- when I was 13, and, and they were friends with my older sister, so it was varying ages between 13 and 16. Mm-hmm. And this one friend of ours, his parents lived in an apartment, a two-bedroom apartment, just inside the Beverly Hills city limits, so he mm-hmm. could go to public right, school yeah. there. Right, You know, ju- and they weren't, they, they, you know, his dad had a furniture store in the valley, mm-hmm. you know, so his dad worked, I don't know if his mom was working at the time. So, I mean, it was just only child, Mm -hmm. but they lived in that apartment until he graduated high school. And then they moved to the valley to a nicer home Mm -hmm. because they wanted him to go to a very good public school. Wow. You know? And it was like he went to Beverly High. You know, he went to Hawthorne. He grew up in Beverly Hills, but he was the apartment kid. And his friends all had these nice homes. You know, some north of the boulevard, some south, you know. And so it was very interesting that he was kind of the poor kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. And that's that's what I hate, hate about Los Angeles. I mean, it's here, too. Because in D.C., there's oh, yes. definitely there's there's such wealth in D.C. Yes, and, oh and especially like these Potomac women. Oh, mm-hmm. my fucking God. The emphasis that they put on how much money you have. It's so stupid. And, the di- it, you know, and they also put emphasis on um, etiquette, which I, I, I got to give it to the East or the West Coast people. They're not so bogged down with this bullshit etiquette thing that we have on the East Coast. And, and, and the thing on the East Coast is everybody's the same. Everybody has their quirks and their weirdnesses, but they pretend that they don't. Mm-hmm. And then they act all huffy if they, you know, if they, if you say something that is they consider to be shocking. But I feel like it's just straight up, you know, being straight to the point or not hiding something. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't like to hide shit. My mother raised me as someone I wouldn't say that. It, I mean, I guess I'm kind of confrontational on Twitter because it's easy. <laughs> right. Right. And it's what I wish I could do. If I, if Ted Cruz were standing in front of me, I want to run up to him and scream. Ted Cruz has no balls, but I probably wouldn't do that. <laughs> so I say it on Twitter because it's like, Oh, I love it. I just want to go after them. But I mean, like in, in real life, I'm not confrontational like that. I don't behave like that. Um, but the, but the thing is, is like, I also believe in just being real and mm-hmm. not, you know, like I had, uh, I had this friend, she voted fucking for Trump and mm-hmm. she's, she's very, she was born in Connecticut and then she was a model and was an actress, not famous, but you know, made a decent living at it for a while. And then she married this guy and I think they were both on soap operas and they knew the soap opera world and they had actor friends. I know they were friends like a lot of the Melrose Place people. Mm-hmm. And and then I guess as they, you know, when they went into their 30s, they weren't working quite as much. And they were doing, like I met them through fragrance modeling, just, you know, mm-hmm. where I would work for the, the perfume department and the perfume would like the the uh, or not department, but like like if I worked for um, just Isimiyaki, mm-hmm. I would work for the company, and then they would send me to Macy's, and I would w- but I wouldn't work for Macy's. I would work at Macy's. Isimiyaki right, right, would right, pay right. me, so right. that's what they and it was great because I think I told you this, but I you know you make anywhere from like fifteen to eighteen dollars an hour, and it's almost like you're not working. Right. It's, it's almost like free money. I mean, you have to physically be there, but it, it's almost like free money. And right. it was, for me, it was always like fun because you got to just have fun and talk to people. And I mean, you sell what you sell and, and, but you get all this money for pff, 
doing almost nothing. So this, they were primarily doing that for money, and then her parents were giving them some money. And so she wound up leaving him, and oh my God, she left him, and she was such a fucking bitch. He was... They had been together for a long time. I don't know how long they were married, but let's say a total of being together for 14 years. Okay. So she just decides he goes back east to visit his mom. And while he's back east, her mom flies from Connecticut. They pack up her entire house. They leave him nothing but like one plate, one fork, one knife, one pan, and one chair. And she takes everything and then calls him up and says, I'm leaving you. Now, I don't know. She told me he had an anger problem, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. Maybe he did. But he didn't have money. Right. And she wanted money. And so now I see her online and she's launched this new business and she's so fucking full of herself. And I can't even remember why I started talking about her. Oh, I know. Just because, <laughs> you know, hanging out with people like these kinds of people, mm-hmm. they are all over the place in L.A. And so mm-hmm. we, I went to visit her. I was I stayed friendly with her when she divorced her husband and the reason why is because we had already formed a friendship and then she like she basically latched on to me and mm-hmm. she moved back to Connecticut and lived with her mother and father for a while and we had this thing where we would we would do DDOK which was daily dose of Kimberly and she'd do the DDOS which I won't say her name mm-hmm. and then we would just email and and we it was kind of like a dear diary and we would fill each other in and and it was something that it helped her and it kind of had, it was fun for me. Mm-hmm. So I just would say I, I took advantage of that opportunity to have this friend that I had this experience with, but I kind of knew who she was. So then, then I met this guy. I think, so she had moved back in 2000. Mm-hmm. 2001, I meet this guy and he blows my fucking mind. I just fall for him hard fucking core. And he was just about to leave. He was going to go to New York. Mm-hmm. And, and so now this, at this point, she was living in Manhattan. In an, in a, an apartment that was $2,200 a month that her parents paid. And, you know, she had she was stocked up with everything she needed, paper towels and, and Q-tips and toilet paper and toothpaste. I mean, they just, like, they, they set her up mm-hmm. and they gave her everything she needed. And she was living in this beautiful apartment in Manhattan. And so I meet this guy and I'm like, I, 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 I thought this was it. I'm good. He's the one. Mm-hmm. And so I want to go back to New York and I visit him and I stayed with her. So at the time, and this is getting to the etiquette part because she's from the East Coast originally. Mm -hmm. So, you know, she's going out with all these different men and, you know, she's got she's got the 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 one guy who looks like he stepped off of the bold and the beautiful. And he had a name that (laughs) sounded like he stepped off the bold and the beautiful. Then she had like there was the we called him Chad dot com. (laughs) <laughs> and, and he was like the, you know, the typical yuppie New York guy. This was like back in. He wore a sweater tied across. Yeah, his he was that guy. Kind of yeah. Thing. And this is again, it was like 2001. It was actually right before 9-11. I actually left New York on, on September 10th at night. Right before fucking 9-11. That's but the day from, I quit smoking. Uh, wow. Uh, from at the New York, Newark airport. So so we went out to, to lunch with one of these guys. And I think it was the soap opera guy. And we're sitting there and we're having, you know, our meal and I had ordered fish and a bone got stuck in my throat. And I told her, I'm like, uh, you know, I'm like, <coughs> there's a bone stuck in my throat. And she like puts her hand up like, shush, 
do not like as to say do not choke in an unladylike way in front of what? me. What? Like she's shushing me while I'm like freaking Choking. out that I'm going to choke basically. And I you know I had to go to the bathroom, but it was like oh my god, it's like this bullshit etiquette. Fuck, it, it's just I mean I I wasn't going to sit there at the table and go ah, you know I wasn't going right. to make those, but it was like I was kind of coughing a little bit more just mm-hmm. trying to you know dislodge it from my throat right. and she's just looking at me like shh <laughs> i was just like oh my fucking god and it's like you know I, I just it's it's just so funny to me to look at these people who have you know she didn't have money then but she was prote- she was running around with crowds of people who had money and then eventually she married somebody who had money and that was not surprising and then well, of I course mean, that's the thing is it's keeping up with the joneses that's bullshit. it it's just so stupid to me. It's like, who well, like, gives a shit? I've never like, cared about that shit. Neither have I. It's it's like driving by a, an apartment complex and there's a Bentley parked in a parking space. And it's like, <laughs> seriously, your car is worth more than your apartment, dude. Get your priorities straight. Oh, I mean, it's not to say that I don't like nice things. Of course I like nice things. But, you know, it's just, it's just it, the whole fucking privilege thing just drives me nuts and mm-hmm. it just it's sad that there are people in this country that think voting for trump is going to somehow keep them because of the taxes or whatever it is it's just going to keep them in this fucking insulated bubble and they they just so they're so blinded to their own bullshit privilege and wealth or whatever it is i mean obviously there's a bunch of cult followers who are not wealthy and, right. and they're also under this weird delusion. But when you've got these people who have money and they just don't, you know, it's just like the guy who said, uh, I'm pro-life. They, mm-hmm. they, they put him in this category that serves their own personal whatever it is, whether it's a money thing, a tax thing or a pro-life thing or whatever it is that serves them. And that's it for them. That's all it that's all they see. They don't see that the harm that he's inflicted and mm-hmm. just the pure fucking evil of his uh, of his administration yeah it's it's the, the it's interesting should amy barrett do what they want her to do mm-hmm. with the with the type of case that john roberts has yeah. basically said just bring it to me yeah um if that happens so louisiana texas the dakotas um mississippi missouri you know all these states are going to ban abortion. Mm-hmm. Then what are y'all going to vote on? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, how are you going to scare people now? I'm I sure mean, they'll find a way. But. If your thing <laughs> is pro-life, then, okay, your guy has gotten rid of abortion in your state, mm-hmm. in Kansas. It's done. Now what are you going to do? Right, exactly. Now what policies do these people present to you that help you? Abortion's gone. Yeah. Y'all. I mean, in Kansas, yeah. it practically is. I think they only have one clinic there. Um, so, I mean, it's it's just like the Republicans really don't want that to be overturned. Yeah. I think they the dog catches car is happening, right. and yeah. it's it's really not going to bode well for them in those states yeah. for much longer because Kentuckians won't be able to get an abortion, Mitch yeah. McConnell. Then what you going to do? Then what? Yeah, exactly. You know, how the hell are you going to scare them because your other policies do not help people? Um, not that, you know, a banning abortion helps anybody mm-hmm. anyway, right. but I mean, my friend um, whose mother voted for Trump, she loves Amy Barrett. And wow. it's like, oh, my God. And Kavanaugh. And I'm like, oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. Um, in fact, Lonnie and I were supposed to do something with the parents uh, when the Kavanaugh hearings were happening. And I looked at him and said, I can't do this. I can't be around <laughs> these people. 
I can't. I'm like, I cannot be around them and smile and be and be polite. Yeah. I just cannot fucking do it because I want to punch them in the face. Yes, 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 yes. You know, because what, <gasps> I don't have to worry about abortion. I, it's, right. it's all tumbleweeds up in there. It ain't <laughs> happening. Um, no, me too. You know, it's it's the old west, and you know, there's a lot of whistling. Um, right, exactly. But you know what? Hey, I we worry had, about everybody else. Exactly. We had it. We mm-hmm. had that that luxury of knowing that mm-hmm. if we didn't want to have a ch- uh, you know give birth to a baby, that we mm-hmm. didn't have to. And right. now these younger women coming up are going to have to, you know, especially in the middle of the country where, you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't remember what it was at Oklahoma. I think it was, I, don't, was it Oklahoma? I know North Dakota, I believe they only have one clinic. Yeah, in the and there was a lot, a lot of them were Kansas. And yeah, yeah, there's Kansas and then there's um, Texas. A lot of mm-hmm. the abortion clinics were closed. So it's mm-hmm. just much more difficult now to have an abortion. But, um, oh, well, well, you know, it's, uh, I guess I just hope moving forward, you know, I'm trying to get through this lame duck period mm-hmm. and i feel like okay it's going to be really tough because of holidays and two people in my family two more i should say have been diagnosed mm. with covid now they're young and so far so good so far yeah. they're not ex- i think they've had it for about a week mm-hmm. and they're and, and you know i mean they had to work and that's why they got it just because right. they had to work i'm worried about my cousin she works at a grocery store yeah i mean i uh, sh- uh the one family member works or she's not blood you mm-hmm. know she it's basically my brother's sister's children mm-hmm. so that so or not children but son and then he's married mm-hmm. so the woman works at ups and he works at a go. restaurant uh-huh. so you know i mean it's, it's not that it was their fault and they were being reckless it's just that they were you know doing they had to earn money yeah so so far though they're okay but i mean it's it, it it's going to be Christmas and it breaks my heart that my mom's going to be alone and she's going to be alone for Christmas. She's going to be alone for, you know, Thanksgiving. And, Mm -hmm. and I just, I told her though, because usually what we do for Christmas is go to my aunt's house. Who's a MAGA supporter. And it's Mm -hmm. not even that, or a MAGA supporter, Trump supporter. We don't talk about politics, but Mm -hmm. she, there's not a lot for us to talk about. And I'm just going to say, she's not, the brightest person in the world and mm-hmm. i don't mean that in a mean way she's just not mm-hmm. she had something happen to her when she was a little girl uh she had a very very high fever and it affected her intelligence she's not stupid but she's right. not very smart and although she used to laugh at the john birch society and think that they were assholes and now she's all kind of part of it but so there's not much you know i mean I, I, and i'm not kidding when i say she will literally talk about cat litter for like 30 minutes and and it's not an it's not a subject that is talks about once <laughs> it's like ongoing narrative about cat litter with her and you know and so there we could talk about cats and we talk about cat litter and you know whether it's her hauling the bags of cat litter up and the problems she has with cat litter and it's like oh my god it's just fucking mind-numbing and so I told my mom, I'm like, look, would you rather be alone on Christmas Day or spend it with her? And my mom's like, I'd rather be alone. <laughs> 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 but it's like I have someone and she doesn't. And it makes me right. so sad because. Yeah, my mom luckily is married. So, yeah, I mean, it makes a huge difference to have someone with you. And it's, you know, so it's going to be hard. But we have this light at the end of the tunnel and we just it's like get through it, get through it, get through it, get through it. That's all I'm just mm-hmm. like pushing because I'm I'm not 100 percent convinced that everything is going to be OK. And I'm. I'm worried, you know, are we going to get the Senate? Are we going to be able to defeat Trumpism? It's not going to be right away, but in the long run, are we going to be able to do it? And it's like all these things are just, you know, mulling around inside of me. And I'm not as much as I'm relieved 
which I'm very relieved. There's still this part of me that feels like, oh, we've got a lot to do. We do. We have a lot to do, and and a lot of it. I mean, did you watch? I assume you watched sixty minutes last night. No, I didn't actually. President Obama, he he spoke about um, the media Mm -hmm. um, changing voters versus like he's like, look, when I ran in two thousand eight, social media was on. It's up and coming Mm -hmm. still, you Mm -hmm. know, and he he took advantage of that, which was the right thing to do. Right. Um, He says, but whether it's social media or regular media, he's like the voters are in their own corners mm-hmm. versus just Republicans and Democrats right, that, yeah. that are in government mm-hmm. on their own corners. And he says, and he said, there were people that I worked with in the Senate that would say to me about the Affordable Care Act, hey, it's great policy, but if I vote for it, yeah, I will never work in this town again. Mm-hmm. And that's because of the social media and the bombardment with mm-hmm. trolls and bots and all that crap. Um, I think this year we were more savvy than we were in yes, 2016. Um, and, and I think that helped. And I also think it helped get the vote out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, there is social media is good. Yeah. But Zuckerberg, for him not to ban Steve Bannon. I know. I know. And I think it was I think it was Bradley Whitford tweeted out. So yes. if I if I uh, say I'm going to behead Zuckerberg, will I get to keep mm-hmm. staying on Facebook? Right. Probably not. Probably not. And no, and you shouldn't. No, (laughs) (laughs) I'm against that. Even if it's against Zuck, you know, it's like I'm against people. I mean, and and what's his face, Scott Atlas or whoever, saying, Mm -hmm. you know, Michigan, rise up today. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, FBI, hi. Yeah, that's what's what's freaking me out. All that shit, because it has nothing to do with Trump. The one thing that I agree with that you know, with the what I call far left fringers who are, you know, never Biden types or never, they hate the Democratic Party. Um, I will agree that Trump is just a symptom of the problem. So, I mean, they always say that. And that's one thing where I can say, I agree. Yeah, Trump was a system. Trump was, and the thing is, is Trump was created by the, the right wing talk radio and Fox News. And now they're chanting Fox News sucks at his rally. So it's like the Frankenstein they've created has has kind of surpassed yeah it's turned on and and now we're and the the thing is is while everybody is celebrating that and thinking it's so funny i'm freaking out no we don't need oann and sinclair and all those fuckers you know because they're worse exactly and that's what's going to wind up happening because trump was was praising oann today Mm -hmm. and then it's it's basically just going to turn into QAnon cult now Mm-hmm. It's just going to it's going to turn from this this Fox News bubble to QAnon. And it's like, no, that's not funny. It's really that's bad. One <laughs> of the things we could try to get back, which Reagan yes, got fair, rid of, yeah. was the Fairness, fairness doctrine. doctrine. Yeah. And that will make broadcasters have to do things that benefit the community. It's not yeah. just having a point counterpoint. Right. It's about benefiting the community. Mm-hmm. And that's how you keep your license. And I say we start applying that to cable because cable does not go under the FCC. Yes, I agree. And then social media at the moment mm-hmm. is not being regulated like it should be like mm-hmm. the FCC should be regulating the cable yes. as what in and, and yes, I, I understand okay, HBO and, and paid things, fine. Mm-hmm. I don't give a rat's ass about right. swearing or anything. I don't care about that. It should be fine anyway anywhere. But yeah. at least they would still have to present mm-hmm. stuff that is good for the community. Mm-hmm. And if not, you lose that. Yeah. You lose that cable station. You yeah. lose that network. And and that's how that was part of the fairness doctrine. And I think we should bring it back. I remember I realizing it 
that it was gone officially in 2008 when I want to say it was right after a debate with McCain and, and Obama. And then all of a sudden there was a half an hour infomercial on national television of Obama. And I'm like, I didn't think that was legal. Wow. But it is because the fairness doctrine mm -hmm. isn't there. Uh, unless McCain had bought time, mm -hmm. they didn't have to present his side of the story. Mm -hmm. Whereas with the fairness doctrine, you can't rush Limbaugh can bitch and moan all he wants on his 600 stations. But those 600 stations have to have somebody else that counterpoints mm -hmm. it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, we need to do that, and there's so much fucking work to do. But uh, so much work. To it's do. just I hope we can. I hope we can do it. I um, think so. And everybody vote in 2022. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna be on you <laughs> about fucking voting. And there's there's gonna be sp you have to, first of all vote if you're living in Georgia. You gotta mm -hmm. vote in January. January fifth. January fifth. So gotta people, make that happen on. because so much is riding on that. We're not gonna ever be able to expand the court. Right. We're, we're, we're not gonna be able to do anything. Right. So if, we gotta get that. But anyway, all right. I'm gonna wrap things up because I thought I was stupid. Me we thought we could do it for long. an hour. <laughs> <laughs> stupid me. But but you know I could keep talking because uh, that's what I love to do, <laughs> especially with you. But okay. So here's the deal. Just I want to remind everybody. I, I, I'm saying this at the beginning of the show when I do my intro. But I am going to. Uh, we're gonna say goodbye here. And then I'm going to do a patrons-only show solo, just 10 or 15 minutes. So I just wanted to remind people that's part of the package for my patrons-only, the $5 patrons-only tier. Um, so that's going to be coming up. But before we go, uh, I also just want to say this, too. I'm going to be talking. And I've, you know, I'm so terrible. I should have. I should have the name, and I'm going to look it up right now. But on Wednesday, I'm going to be talking with a guy named Drexel, and I have to look up his last name. But I, I mentioned him on the show the other, I think, or maybe I just talked about it on the on, on Bob's show. But Drexel is a millennial, and he, I, I saw, he, basically a publicist contacted me and wanted him to be on my show. And, and so I, I saw a couple of videos that he was talking about um, the, the youth vote. And I just thought, you know what, this is something that I wrote a book about, and I can't even find his, here it is, um, let's see, of course I can't find his name, but he, but he's, he's a really smart guy, he's been on the BBC, he's young, he, he knows about voting, and I really want to talk to him about young people and how to get them and keep them motivated because it's so key. Mm -hmm. It is so key. So anyway, that's coming up on Wednesday, and, um... Why don't you tell, Jody? why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? They online? can find me at from-the-bunker.com and at from-the-bunker-junior on the Twitter machine. Um, <laughs> and uh, on it's the Bob third. Seska show on Thursdays, my show is on Tuesdays. And then I'm also on the Stephanie Miller show on Tuesday mornings. You're just a busy woman. <laughs> I'm a whore. <laughs> but in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> I may be cheap, but I ain't easy. <laughs> Well, and of course, you can find me on Twitter at author Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. Don't forget that extra E. And you can find my books on Amazon.com, Kimberly Johnson. I wrote a book about teen abortion called Peyton's Choice. Got uh, The Virgin Diaries, Ain't No Sunshine, and American Woman. So check those out. And thank you for being on the show, Jody. Thank you, Kimberly. I love talking to you. Well, you know, you'll be back, so. Oh, I will. <laughs> All right. Take care. All right. You too. Bye. Bye-bye.